Welcome to God Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Mo Ismail. Mo is a comedian. He's out here in Toronto, a good friend of mine, really hilarious dude. He also just went to Mecca, and I really wanted to get him on the podcast because he has such an amazing, cool story about his trip going to Mecca for a pilgrimage. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Please check me out on Instagram at NewerKidWai. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Mo Ismail. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. I'm here with Mo Ismail. Mo, thanks for joining me, bro. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Oh, it's going to be good. Uh, I'll, like, I'll let you guys introduce yourself to my audience a little <laughs> bit. You're a good friend of mine. You're a comedian in Toronto as well. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to add to that? Let the audience know a little more about you. Oh, man, just a, just an all-around good dude. I'm Egyptian. I, uh, I love stand-up. I uh, love my family. And uh, I love God. nice all right right off the bat i think we uh i think we already answered the god yay or nay question right there so that was uh that's probably my quickest uh thing right i I broke a record (laughs) nah dude uh honestly the one of the reasons i was like so freaking happy to get you on is like you just went to mecca and uh, i was gonna say is this a pilgrimage but that would be hot so this what would this be called it's still kind of some form of pilgrimage as well, because uh, there's two types of pilgrimages that you could take in Mecca. There's Hajj, which is the main one, and that's the one that, you know, uh, people uh, aim to go for. But because it's, you know, we're on this side of the world and it's so expensive to try to like, I think to, to get a, uh, a trip to Mecca during Hajj, uh, it's like anywhere between ten dollars to $15,000 per oh, person. Wow. So uh and and it's i think it's like i don't know how many days it is uh, i want to say it's like it's definitely over a week and there's a whole process to it but the i guess you could say the mini version of that is called umrah mm-hmm. and that's and that's what i just did i came back from umrah and uh you can you can do an umrah in like i don't even know two hours so oh really yeah, it's like it's like a drive through hajj you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like uh in Hajj, you have to like, because my parents did Hajj um, right before the pandemic hit. And honestly, it was such a like cleansing thing for them because I could tell like when they came back, uh, especially my dad, like my mom's very religious. So I can I know she was like, bam, I love it. My dad's always been very kind of like agnostic and like skeptical yeah. and stuff like that. And then he came back and he was like kind of blown away. And you can tell like he had some like transformation, which kind of gave him a little bit more contentment in life. So I was uh, really, it was beautiful. So, and oh, Hajj yeah. happens during Ramadan, right? No, there's a month. There's like in the Islamic calendar, there's a month called Hajj. And that's when people usually go. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it was wild, man. It, it was a wild trip. Cause I initially, my mom had wanted to go for a little while and, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, we'll see. I kept kind of like brushing it off. And uh, my brother was supposed to come with, but then, you know, he kind of just, he had to, just for work and other reasons, he had to bail. So, you know, the the omen was on me to, to, to take my mom. And I was like, you know what, man, I can't really bail on her. That's, you know, so I was just like, all right. And, you know, in Islam, it's it's understood that if you get an opportunity to go, that's like an invitation from God, like mm-hmm. take it, you know, because, there's so many people that have money and have the ability, like the means of going, but because of, you know, kids and family and work, they just can't. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to like dive into this head first and see what comes of it. And uh, the trip was seven days, which uh, I think was a little short. I would have definitely liked to go for two weeks, but it was seven days and we were doing four days in Mecca and three days in Medina. Mm. 
and uh yeah it it was just like i i I didn't know what to expect. I knew that there was going to be a strong energy when I got there. I knew that it was going to be like this really interesting experience, but I I don't think I I like what I experienced was completely like it surpassed my expectations by by miles. So Really? Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think it's like because of that energy and like that whole area cuz I I've heard that like especially about Mecca. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the second you walk in and you see the Kaaba, you know, and for those who don't know the Kaaba is the black cube, right? The the, the yeah. big cube in the middle. It's like the second you walk into the mosque and you see it, it's like you uh, like I I felt it in my chest. I was like this is this is wild. This is a trip. I I didn't know you know. So it it was just uh yeah, I don't know. And like yeah, and uh, is it uh, even during Umrah? Do you have to like walk around the, the Kaaba? So yeah. like yeah, that's a big thing if, for people who don't know. Like the Kaaba, the big black stone that you see about uh, Mecca. It's like if you go to any Muslim home, you'll see a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, that one. Like we usually walk around it. And um, do you know why they walk around it? What's that supposed to signify? I'm not too sure what it's supposed to signify. I know that you got to do it seven times. And while you're doing it, you're, you know, you're making duas or making prayers, you know, you're just praying for, for all sorts of things, right? You're praying for, for health, for wellness. You're praying for, you know, success. You're praying for whatever it is you want to pray for, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was the interesting thing is that, um, so the process is that there's different steps to it. The first step is that, you can't just go and get started right away is that you got to get started from before you enter within a 10 kilometer radius of the Kaaba. So uh, if you already entered that region, if you want to do your Umrah, you have to actually go back out, go 10 kilometers away, find a mosque and then, or like an area where they do this thing called Ihram. And okay. Ihram is like pretty much getting ready for the pilgrimage. So, you know, you shower, you, you know, you trim your, you know you trim your uh, you know trim your armpit hair do all these things shower and then and then once you're clean and you're purified then you can go pray in that little mosque where you just got cleaned up like next to it and then you come back to the cabin and then you can begin your umrah so um that was pretty uh that was wild well we did that and when we came back uh, you know we started doing the the rotations around the Kaaba, and it was wild because you know, I, I noticed a lot of people were like really praying from their heart and a lot of people were like crying and I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand, like, I, I mean, I understand how you could feel so strongly about something that you would cry, mm-hmm. but I, I've just never been that guy. Like I, I've prayed for things in my life, but, and things have come true, but I've never prayed to the point where I've cried unless it's like somebody died or something Then I might actually like you know okay. yeah 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 so uh i started my my rotation and you know and uh, it was around uh i think it was like we did we did the seven rotations and that was like uh that was all right because we came back a couple of times because like over the course of four days because you can come back and do more you more can do omra more than once oh, okay okay you know? So we did a couple of omrahs. We'd do it and then we'd finish and then we'd come back and do it the next day or something. So the first day or two, I did it. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is cool. But I still wasn't understanding how people felt so strongly that they started crying. Mm. And it was, it was around the third day that when I came back and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this again. And then I did, you know, one lap, two laps. And I think it was on my third or fourth lap you know, like I said, I'm praying for, you know, for people in my life. I'm praying for the, the health and wellness of my family. I'm praying for, for protection. I'm praying for all these things. Mm. And, uh, and then I, I, I looked up and I saw a guy who was bald, kind of like us, you know, he's a taller guy. He's probably like 20, 30 feet away, bald guy. And he had these like lumps all over his head. These like big lumps. They were golf balls and they were all over his head. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so it's tough. You yeah. Know, you see something like that. You're like, man, like, because I remember growing up and like when I was starting to bald and stuff in like my early 20s, I was like, 
was very self-conscious. I was like, I wish I wasn't bald. And yeah. I was like, not only is this guy bald, but his head is just covered in these lumps. And I was like, man. So I kind of in my in my head, I started praying for him. I was like, I pray that this guy feels better and whatever is causing all this to subside, you know. Then I, I kept and then I went back to my prayers, took a couple more steps. And then I overheard this guy next to me who was praying for like his wife. I think his wife was kind of like, it sounded like she was really sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And all of this is happening, by the way, and not just from one nationality, like people from all parts of the world are there. So you're walking, you got a Chinese guy, Indian guy, Bengali, Pakistan, like they have these like little markers that they come with tour groups and people wear these little vests and it'll say like Kazakhstan, it'll say like different countries. So you're literally witnessing the entire world around you mm-hmm. while you're rotating around this thing. And then, you know, then I heard this guy talk, praying for his wife and I was like, wow, okay, he's going through something. A couple of more steps. And then I noticed this old lady who was like, I, I don't want to say like she wasn't, yeah, she definitely just wasn't able to walk. And her daughters were just holding her by her arms and they were doing the rotation with her mom. And then I heard the daughter praying like, may God help my mom and grant her health and wellness and stuff. And at that moment, I realized that like, first of all, my prayers are like a drop in, in a, not even in a bucket, in an ocean. Yeah. Like, like I'm just one person out of billions of people in this world. And I want my stuff. I want me. I want, <laughs> you know, like I, I want to get these like festivals. I want to get these, like, I want to get these better job opportunities, get this gig. And I want, you know, but then it's like, everybody's praying for something. And that was like the first realization. And the other one that I had immediately right after was that like all these things I'm praying for, I kind of already have, like, you know, I want good health. Alhamdulillah. I have good health, you know, thank God. I, I want, I want happiness, man. I'm pretty happy. You know, I got good friends. I got family. I got a good career. I got a couple of careers. I'm good. You know? So it really like, it turned from like asking God for things to being so grateful for things. And once that switch happened, I started to really like think about my family and more specifically my brother. Cause like this guy's like my best friend and he's been my best friend since, you know, forever. He's my older brother. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about how lucky I am to have him. And I think immediately that's where the water work started. That's when I just, broke out into tears because it was like man i'm just asking for all these silly things like you know (laughs) like oh i want to get this gig well i'm like i got this guy that's like the reason why i'm like surviving in life and he's the reason for my sanity you know nice nice that really like yeah it was amazing it was it was incredible yeah man that's uh honestly that's powerful thanks for sharing that dude yeah of course man Honestly, like, uh, the one thing I love about that, those kind of realizations and like, I've noticed it because like on this podcast, I talked to so many people about different types of like spiritual transformations and stuff. And like they, a lot of times they follow like the similar, like, uh, like kind of transformation you did. Like you first start with like a little bit of empathy where like, when you saw the guy with his like head and then like just listening to other people like you all of a sudden like started coming out of your own mind and going like putting yourself in other people's shoes and like actually feeling that fear and like combine that with everybody going around the Kaaba you're probably like thinking like oh shit like this is like how big everything is and how small you are kind of thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah and then honestly that like that gratefulness like I think that was also a feeling that kind of started my journey into like being more of a spiritual person too. It's like when you find that gratefulness and like feel like how powerful that shit is, like then you're just like, yeah. And like, I love that whole realization, like everything I want to pray for everything I want is like, I already have it kind of thing. Sometimes. Yeah. uh, yeah, Like uh, sometimes that's like such a, interesting thing to like realize uh because something you know like what's important to you when you really think about it you sit down and like actually look at it and then you go like shit like everything that's really important to me it's like I kind of already have it it's like uh, this is like me and you were like I want a comedy festival but I know it's not uh it's not the end all be all right (laughs) oh yeah man 
dude it was just i think what also really like added on to the experience was uh well first of all when you put a bunch of people in the same place for the same purpose it's pretty powerful stuff you know it's like I know this is definitely not even a comparison, but like, you know, when when Toronto won the 2019 NBA championship <laughs> title, you know, all different ethnicities, everybody's happy, everybody's yeah. celebrating the same cause. So that, was like that. A, that was definitely it. a spiritual moment. <laughs> was was. Like, it's like, all right, I believe, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's the same thing. It was just like everybody's praying. And in addition to that was the fact that it wasn't one type of person. It was all ages, all different parts of the world. And it just made me realize like, hey, man, like you got problems, but so does everybody else. And we're just so caught up you know, in our own little box and you're thinking about your problems, you're like, man, what am I going to have for dinner? Or like, oh man, like, how am I going to pay that phone bill this month or something? But like, you're like, hey man, that's, that might be like a problem that someone's having, but like you literally go next door to his neighbor and his neighbor is like on the verge of divorce with his wife, you know? And then you go to his neighbor and then this guy just lost an uncle, you know? So it's just like, these problems are like, we kind of tend to curate our own problems and sometimes they're handed to us, but like it's only us that can decide how big these problems are to us, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So um, that was, and, and, and it, that was Mecca and Mecca was kind of chaotic in that sense. I, I don't want to use the word chaos because there was obviously a sense of peace there, but it was chaos in the sense that it was like, uh, like a crash course, like a lesson that was just taught in such a, such a interesting way. And, and this whole time you're going around the Kaaba, you're doing these rotations, you're jammed up next to people. And some people are just like shouldering you out of the way and walking yeah, yeah. through. And then some people are peaceful, giving you space. So you're, you're literally experiencing. And how long life. does it take to get around at once? Um, I would say, uh, just with how jammed it is, it would probably take about like five, five to 10 minutes, depending yeah. on where you are. Right. Cause yeah. Like, yeah. Cause like you could be closer well. to like exactly. make it smaller circles. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The radius is like, you know, but yeah. the closer you are, the more jammed you are. So sometimes you're almost better off going just a little further out to get that space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I got a good radius right now this is a nice <laughs> radius for perfect radius <laughs> yeah man so that Dude. was mecca but then medina medina was a whole different vibe like, okay and let, let's uh maybe yeah. tell my audience like uh mecca and medina so like this is in saudi arabia these are both like very big cities and pretty much the quran and muhammad's life uh yeah yeah so like morning, yeah. yeah um I don't know. Do you want to add anything to that? Because like Medina is kind of where he, where Muhammad went to, uh, what happened? Can you like, give me the story? Yeah. So again? Prophet Muhammad, Prophet, and again, my, my story, I, I'm on the journey right now, like studying it more, like uh, uh, a fellow comedian, uh, friend of ours, uh, Hassan Fils, he uh, just recently suggested this book called, uh, uh, I actually have it in my bag right here that, I think I think it's called the sealed nectar or something like that. Let me see. Yeah, the sealed nectar. And okay. it's like this book is just like about the 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 life of uh, the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, and, and it's just kind of like, you know, talks about his journey and stuff. So I just started it, and and I'm like trying to take a deeper journey into this to learn mm-hmm. more about it. But I know that Medina was was uh, it's where he's buried. That's and 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 the 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 mosque, uh, the Masjid the Nabawi, the main mosque where he is buried was his mosque. And that's where he prayed. And that's kind of, and Medina was like, is the home of also, uh, uh, there's a mosque, I think it's called Kibba, which is like the first uh, mosque in Islam. And uh, so there is the, there's the main mosque where he's buried, but then there's all these other historical sites that you can go to and check out and, kind of trace his footsteps and see where he you know where certain battles took place and certain things happened but um the main mosque uh where he's buried has this before i went people would say hey when you go to that mosque you're, you're gonna feel something special and you know people say that about everything people people say that about you know 
going to watch a baseball game at the Sky Dome, you know, yeah, the Rogers yeah. Center. It's like, hey, man, when you go, it's real special. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool, you know, whatever. I knew there was going to be something special. I didn't know how special it was. But uh, the second I stepped into that mosque, um, it was the most uh, peaceful uh, place I've ever been to in my entire life, without a doubt. Um, any sort of anxiety, and sometimes I can get a little bit anxious. Uh, any form of anxiety was gone. Any sort of stress was gone. And, uh, you know, this is coming from someone who is religious, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's always room to be more re religious, right? And I grew up in a household that was pretty religious, not, not, not like fanatical, but like, you know, hey, man, don't forget your five prayers. Don't forget, don't forget to give thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't forget to help people, you know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. So stepping in there, I was kind of open to any sort of feeling, but that was the most uh, uh, like surreal experience because you walk in and the air felt lighter. Uh, it, everybody seemed very relaxed, uh, you know, to the point that some people are just like lying down in the mosque, like they'd finish praying and they would just lie down. And I was like, man, there's a not a lot of people lying down, but there's a, more than usual, you know, a lot of people lying down in a mosque because you see it in mosques here, but you go there and I was like, all right, what's up with that? And, and I, and I realized that just by being there, it's like, dude, even if you tried to be anxious in that place, it was just like almost impossible. Mm. Like, um, and, uh, and when I got there, you had to, uh, this was, pretty cool but you had to book an appointment on an app because of covid and everything you had to book an appointment to go see the specific part of the mosque where the prophet peace be upon him where he's buried so you gotta go uh so i had an appointment booked for the following day and uh but the day before i was like you know what i'm gonna go pray in that mosque because anybody can go and pray you know and i went and i prayed and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get real close to see what it looks like. Like, they like his tomb, like where he's buried. And I, so I got, you know, I, the mosque is massive. It's like probably the size of like a couple of city blocks. Like to get from mm -hmm. one side to the other is maybe like 20 minutes. Like it's huge. Oh, that big? So, yeah, to walk, it's like huge. It's like a couple of football fields, like massive. So, um, so I prayed in one side and I was like, let me go walk to to get closer so I went when got closer as close as I can get but then there was like this fence they had it fenced off with like this bookshelf that went from one end to the other and uh so I was like all right I'm gonna see how I can get in a part of me was like dude try to sneak in <laughs> like, I don't know why like there was this rebellious but like also I'm like I think when it comes to spirituality I think it's kind of I mean, rightfully so because of COVID and stuff, but also like someone's like, hey, you got to book an appointment to pray here. I'm like, buddy, watch me. You know, <laughs> so, I was like, I'm going to get in. I'm not going to wait for the appointment. I'll still go to the appointment, but I'm going to go and like try to sneak in. So um, I overheard this guard talking to like a regular person, you know, like myself or whatever. He's like, if you want to go in, you got to go around and stand in this line. So I went outside into this little courtyard area, which is the other side of the mosque. And then I, and then I saw all these people standing in line with their phones, like with their appointments, you know, confirming, and then they show them and then they can walk in. So I'm like, you know what? I have my appointment confirmed on my phone. So I figured maybe I could just like flash my phone real quick. You're like, yeah, that's for today. And then like walk in. So I stood in line, first guard, I was like, yeah, man, I got an appointment. He looked, he's like, okay, come on in. I get past this first guard and I'm like, this is amazing. But then there's a second guard. And I was like, okay, I hope this works again. So I just confidence, right? Hey, I got my appointments for today. Let's go. I got to go. All right. Show the second guard. He goes, okay, come on in. And I was like, buddy, this is working. This is amazing. And then I met with a, th I thought that was it. I thought it was two lines of defense, but there was a third guard and the third guys were, were like, there were these Saudi guys in like wearing the tobe, you know, the long white. Yeah. Of, like, those are kind of guys that wouldn't want to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> screwing around with. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Because, you know? No, no. <laughs> All the other guys were dressed like army guys. Like, they were, like, part of the Saudi army or something. But these third guys were, like, I'm, like, okay, you guys are obviously some high-ranking, you know, people. Uh, so we get closer, we get closer. And then I show my phone, and the guy sees that it's for the next day. He's, like, no, no, out. You got to go. You got to come back tomorrow. I was like, oh, really, man? I didn't know. He's like, yeah, you got to go, go. And they were really aggressive. Like, go, get out, go. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I get out of line. And as I'm walking back, I like look right, look left. And I was like, I'm going to try to get into the second line, see if I can get past the second guard. <laughs> so I try to get back in line. I get, get to the front, show the second, this other guy, because they're standing next to each other. But there's so many people that this guy's not going to, you know what I mean? No, Everybody's 100%. wearing masks. So I show my thing. This guy's like, no, it's tomorrow. Get out. And I was like, oh, damn. So then I go, listen, man. I go, look, my flight's tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow. And like, I just want to get in there and pray real quick. I'll be like two minutes and I'll get out. Like, Come on. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, come on, dude. I came all the way from Canada for this. My flight is leaving tomorrow. So then he like looks at me and he goes, all right. Okay, come on in. So I go, oh, man. So buddy, it was crazy so i walk in as i'm walking in i hear somebody yelling from behind me they go hey hey you know i go i don't know you know they call you mu'amir if you do a umrah they call you a mu'amir kind of like if you do hajj they call you a hajj right oh yeah yeah so this guy goes hey mu'amir mu'amir man so i turn around and look and it's one of those army guys and on his arm he, he's 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 joined he's linked he's got his arm linked with this old man who's blind so he goes can you take this guy with you he's blind he can't see and i was like yeah and like in islam if you help someone like that you're getting like double the half and like double the point so i was like yo i'm like oh this i'm like i'm gonna level up with this guy yeah. nice <laughs> So I'm like, man, I'm gonna take this guy. Of course, I link arms with this guy. I go, how you doing, man? He goes, good, good. I go, where are you from? He goes, Egypt. I go, oh man, me too. So then, you know, we start talking. I go, what's your name? He goes, my name is Sheikh Ali. So this guy's a sheikh. Like he's got a mosque in Egypt. Like this guy's super holy. And I'm like, buddy, this is so blessed. So then we go in there, and um, because I got this guy. We didn't have to go where like the general public is. Like there's a massive line and everybody's jammed in there to see where the prophet's buried. And you can actually pray right next to it too, right? But this guy, because I have this blind guy, so we got to go in like the the wheelchair line. So I'm skipping like all these people. And I like, we go in there and me and this guy pray. And, you know, uh, these guards are like, hey, man, I know you got this guy with you. Just like take your time. Like, oh, shit this is like amazing so i just pray i pray i pray and then the guy goes uh so i look at this guy i go hey man do me a favor like just like pray for me he's like of course man may god help you out may god grant you all the success that you'd like all the stuff i'm like awesome but then we finish and where we're praying is like exactly next to uh where the prophet peace be upon him where he used to pray so it's like kind of almost like a little tiny little square area he would pray on one side and he's actually buried right on the other side. So in between those two areas in Islam, it's considered like a part of like heaven. Like if you're praying in this spot, you're like, your prayers are like, just like super, like, supercharged like, prayers, <laughs> supercharged. Yeah. Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> just shooting right up, man. We're, you know, that's so. like the iCloud of the prayers right there in the middle. <laughs> It really is, you know. Okay. So, so we we finish praying and and uh, and then you know we go around the corner to see the front of like where the prophet's buried. It's these like golden doors and stuff. And we're about to go around to join like the general public, but this guard's like, no, 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 you guys come here. So go, what's up? He's like, you guys can actually go like through this like like front entrance instead of going through this back roundabout detour. So we go through this front entrance and like immediately we're like right in front of these doors and I look behind me and there's like pretty much like uh, a crowd of people behind this barricade that's like 
10 to 15 feet away from the door. But I'm like, I'm so close. If I extend my hand, I could touch the door, which you're not going to because there's guards. But like, you know, I was like, what are the odds of me ending up with this guy? First of all, not even, I'm not supposed to be there, but like trying to sneak my way in there and like finding this guy, linking arms with him. This guy's a super holy guy praying for me. And then now we're in front of where the prophet is buried. It's like just one of the most surreal experiences uh, I've ever had in my entire life. And um, yeah, it, it was just, that was like, that was probably one of the highlights of the trip, just like meeting this guy and like chatting with him a little bit afterwards and who he is and what he's about and all these things, man. It was, it was, it was crazy. I just bet. straight up crazy. You yeah. Know, that's uh, honestly I, one thing though about that, this whole story is like, uh, I love the whole like camaraderie, like kind of uh, aspect to it. Like everybody's kind of there and they're all there for the same reason. And there's like yeah. people coming. So it's like, honestly, it's like everybody kind of knows and they're just like really nice with each other. And everyone's oh, yeah. like, well, we're all on the same kind of like, uh, like journey right now. So let's just like kind of help each other out and stuff like that. Of course. Of yeah. Course. It kind of reminds me a little bit of comedy without like everyone competing <laughs> for like the same spots all the time. <laughs> but no that's uh that's crazy I can't believe uh you took that kind of chance I like that would be like something that like my personality would just be like nope like I'm not uh like two lines of military defense and then whatever the last one was like the dudes in robes like if if you're in a robe I ain't fucking with you (laughs) dude it was just like you know what I think I was coasting off of a couple of things I was coasting off of the fact that First of all, my name is Muhammad. So like that over there is like, they love that. I mean, that's the most common name, but like, you know, like I'm like, come on, man, you know, like, you know, but then in addition to that, I speak Arabic. So I was able to kind of like, you know, okay. get, get in that, there. And like, that's a big one too. Eh? Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That'll help out a bit. Yeah. It's crazy. Is Egypt and, and Saudi Arabia friends, are they like cool with each yeah, other? Yeah. 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 They're cool, man. Like I was born in Saudi Arabia, but my parents are both Egyptian. Cause what happened is when I was born, they had, they had work in Saudi Arabia. They had jobs there. So, so we lived in Saudi Arabia up until I was about maybe like seven or eight. And then we immigrated to Canada. Oh, okay. So we'd go to Egypt for vacations and stuff like that to see family. But uh, and even the, the 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 dialect of Arabic that I speak with, it's, it's an Egyptian dialect. It's not it's not Saudi, you know. But uh, but it's a good like yeah, it's a good relationship between Saudi Arabia and Egypt. They're pretty much next door neighbors, you know. And um, yeah, it's it's cool, man. What was crazy is uh, um, the next day when I went back to go, like for my actual appointment to go back into that place. Mm. Um, there was a bit of a delay. So we had to like wait on the side. So while I was waiting, I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm doing research, like reading like any cool mysteries about this specific place, like where the prophet is buried, you know? And uh, some of the stories I came across were pretty crazy, man. Cause what they do is like, there is designated people that can actually go in the tomb and their job is to like clean it up you know, put up different like tapestries and stuff like that. And, and um, everybody that's like hired for this particular position, like super high ranking religious uh, person, you know, like either an imam or a sheikh or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these stories were nuts. Like this guy was uh, talking because this interviewer is like interviewing them. He's like, how do you guys feel? Like you actually, you didn't just stand outside these golden doors. Like you got to go inside. Yeah. What was that like? <clears throat> and the guy was like, well, you know what, man? It was, first of all, like we never really spoke in there. Like we just kind of used, we signaled to each other to do things. Um, uh, if we needed to talk, we whispered. Uh, one guy said that he was like crazy allergic. Like he's got crazy allergies. But every time he would go in there, this place would be, like there would be dust everywhere, yeah. but the dust never impacted him. He's like, I was never bothered by the dust. He's like, as a matter of fact, like this dust, it almost felt like it was like healing my asthma. <laughs> like, 
or like his like his like allergies and, oh, nice. and I'm like okay that's that's pretty wild you know or or another story was this guy who said that they took down this tapestry inside to replace it with another one but this tapestry was like super heavy and it was like a big piece that they had to like wrap up in this like giant roll and he's like we took it down we rolled it up and he's like I just picked it up and carried it out and then um you know a half an hour later so the the head boss comes in and was like hey who who carried this big roll out of this room out of this tomb and uh the guy was like uh, like I did and he's like who helped you and he's like no one and he goes look and the guy looks and he sees five people trying to carry that same roll of tapestry but they couldn't it was too heavy but this guy just in the middle of working just picked it up and he's not a big guy he's an yeah. old man he's like in his 70s <laughs> so like little like mysteries like that happen in a place like this and it's like even man i gotta tell you this sorry i feel like i'm rambling here no go not slow i want to hear this is like the highlight of the trip for me by far uh was um this this story right here I, I, I went to go see, you know, where, uh, where the prophet's buried. And then I, and then after my mom called me, she's like, I'm on the other side of the mosque, come meet me. I said, okay. So I'm walking, I'm walking. And, and in Islam, we believe that angels can sometimes appear in human form. Mm. So these are people that'll just pop up in your life. You might know their names. You might not. Uh, and they'll just act normal. They're not, you know, it's not like, you know, angel wings or anything. They're just regular people. They'll talk to you. But usually there's something real special about these people. And I noticed that a couple of times throughout this trip, especially in Medina, uh, I would lock eyes with someone and I would feel something. So most people I would see, you know, you smile, say, what's up? Hi, salam alaikum. And that's it. But some people, you'd catch their eyes and they'd catch yours. And it, it, you felt something. You felt something that was kind of not, it wasn't natural. It wasn't normal. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, as I was walking to go meet my mom, I'm walking, I'm walking. And then I see this old lady. And this old lady is pushing a wheelchair. And she's kind of like hunched over, super old. She's hunched over and this wheelchair has like a bunch of like plastic bags with like looked like her belongings or something and uh she looked up and then we locked eyes and then i felt that feeling with her so i just said i said salam alaikum and she said, oh, alaikum salam. and we kind of like continued to like stare at each other for for just like a few seconds and she goes did you go in and i was like yeah i did she goes did you see it and i was like i did she goes what did you think and i was like oh, pretty amazing I go, did you? She's like, of course. And I go, well, well, what did you, what did you think? And she goes, uh, she's like, I don't know. She's like, what can I say? You know? And I go, yeah, it was pretty wild. I go, did you pray? She goes, yeah, of course. I go, okay. Because this is all in passing, you know? We had stopped for a quick second. I go, did you pray? She goes, yeah, did you? I was like, yeah. I go, can you do me a favor? She goes, what's up? I go, can you pray for me? And, uh, you know, in, in Arabic, you say, pray for me. Someone's like, yeah, yeah, may God bless you. And they'll keep walking. But I asked this lady, I go, can you pray for me? And she looked at me for a minute. She goes, okay. And then she lets go of her wheelchair. And, you know, in Islam, we pray like this, right? Like, like different religions might pray like this. We pray like this. Yeah, with your so hands lets, apart. With yeah. your hands up. Yeah, like this. Like open yeah. facing you, palms facing you. And uh, she puts her hands up and she starts praying for me. And man this woman was praying in in the most specific way pertaining to my life things that i never told her about like she was like may god may god help your mom and and help her make her walk a little bit better help her legs you know it's like my mom has knee problems you know okay. like, god, and like she just help. brought that out of nowhere out of nowhere Usually wow. people just pray for something generic. Hey, may God grant you happiness and success in your life. And you go, thank you. Says, may God help your mom and her legs make help her walk a little better. And then right away, I knew something was like special. Something was happening that I just was beyond my, my spectrum, you know? And, and then I'm like listening 
and then my, you know, my, my brother's uh, wife recently, you know, got sick and, and she's like, may God help your sister and cure her of her illness. I'm like, never told her about any of this. Right. And then she continued to pray. May God grant you success in your career. May God help give you the, the, you know, ease, ease your heart. Like there was like a, like a prayer. I don't, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like, she's pretty much praying for like, <clears throat> so that like, you know, reduce any sort of panic or reduce any sort of anxiety. And I'm like, so at this, by this point, I'm starting to freak out a little, like in my mind, I'm like, my eyes are starting to water. I'm starting to kind of, I'm like, I can't believe this old lady. She's so old. Oh, one tooth, just one tooth. And I'm like, and I'm watching her. Like, in a way, it was just like the, she was like the the most beautiful old person, like just a perfect image of this beautiful old person. But she's nailing these prayers, and then just kind of at the end, she goes, uh, I, you know, she she's praying, she's not looking at me, and then she finishes and she looks at me and she goes, I go, thank you, thank you so much, you know, and she goes, uh, yeah, she's like, no problem now. She's like, no, go, go take care of your mom. And I was like, all right. She put her hands on the wheelchair and just continued to walk. And I was like, what just happened? (laughs) Unreal. So I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And, and, uh, that was like, like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, 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 until now, I'm still blown away by. That's, that's, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you can get <laughs> much more blown away than that, you know, like, yeah. that really, like, uh, that really hits it hard, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was almost like Mecca and Medina came with their own lessons, like, Mecca, it was the revelation or the realization that, like, you know, you're not alone, everybody's going through it. You know, yeah. it was almost like this comforting, like, you know, even if you were to die tomorrow, like, yeah, it might be pretty sad for everybody around you, but anything outside of that immediate circle, people are just going to, you know, it's, you go on Facebook now and someone's like, hey, my uncle died. And you're like, oh, that's so sad. But then you keep scrolling. You're like, oh, man, you know, no. RIP, you know. So Mecca had that realization. Medina had the like it, the feeling that I got inside my heart was that like, you know, no matter how like bad things might get in your life or how, you know, no matter what happens, it's always going to work out. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think it's going to work out, it's going to work out in maybe a different way that you didn't plan, but it's going to work out. Mm. So that was, that was the two differences. One was like, Hey man, you're just a drop in a bucket. The other was just like, ah, you know what? Don't stress. It's going to be okay. Those are, uh, those are two very uh like great ways like just great things to learn like honestly like just spiritually uh I think those are like one develops like a little bit of empathy and like humility as well and then the other one uh kind of like helps with your like anxiety and like like I'm a I like I've had like a lot of anxiety issues over the years too so I understand that message of being like hey I'm safe. I'm all right. Everything's going to work out. Like if you get like a, that kind of deep kind of, when you get that message deep inside of you, yeah, it can really help calm down those anxious moments when you're like starting to like panic a little bit. You can just be like, Hey, I know like everything's fine. And like your body can kind of, of slow down a bit. Right. Of course. And also like, you gotta like, remember that, like, I mean, everybody obviously shares different beliefs, but like the belief that I have is that like, it's all like, I'm a big believer in fate and everything kind of, you know, to a certain extent being pre predestined, you know? Mm. So it's like, you might be in this, uh, you know, working this job and it's not going well and you just wish it would go well. And it's just like, you keep, you know, your boss is just kind of like, you know, just an asshole. And, you know, you might just have these like things that are making you feel all sorts of ways, but it's like, and that causes us distress because things are not going as planned. But like, it's, uh, I think this trip helped me realize that like, even if things aren't going the way you want them to, and even if they're not going as planned, they are actually going as planned. They're just not going according to your plan, but mm. they're going to go according to what's planned for you. So, you know, 
you might get into an argument with a friend and you're like, man, this guy sucks. I just wish that things would be different. And this guy's not changing his ways. And he's always just kind of this treating you badly or poorly or something like that. But it's like, if you just accept, like, like, you know, uh, salam in Arabic, salam is peace, you know? And, and if you, that's why we say salam alaikum, you know, mm-hmm. peace be upon you. And it's like, as long as you're just understanding that you have to be at peace with everything, the good, the bad, the, 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 the happy, the sad, just be at peace with it. That's mm-hmm. your main focus. Don't, don't worry about how, how it's going to turn out or how it's going to work out. Work your hardest, try your best, and just know that it's just be at peace with whatever response you get. And that's, I think that, that, that helped ease so much of my anxiety, you know? Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. that's uh, such a like powerful way to say it. And like, yeah. yeah, man, like I've been doing a lot of meditation over the years and that's kind of like one of the things like it's, you're trying to like internalize that peace and just kind of like, kind of find it inside of you when you need it. And uh, yeah, uh, 100%. It's, uh, it can be tough for some people, especially if they've been through like uh, rougher like backgrounds and stuff like that to kind of find yeah. that. Like, I think like we've been blessed with like good family in our life. So that really does help. But uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I love that message, <laughs> dude. Um, yeah. All right, man. I, I got one more question. I already know the answer Please. to it, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you can add anything you want, but uh, <laughs> Mo, uh, God, yay or nay. God all the way, man. God, <laughs> yay. I think, I think to, to, to really um, look, let, let's put it this way. Um, uh, we have this life that we have now, right? And uh, in a way, we can say that, you know, we chose to do things the way we chose to do them. So we chose to do comedy. We chose to go into a specific career. We chose to, you know, uh, meet a specific uh, person or, or, you know, we, we make all these choices. But, like, there is something much bigger at play because in the same way we were born into these families and, you know, like my family brought me here or whether you were born here or whatever it may be, it's like, that's, that could have been much different. Like we could have, could have been born in a place where you have to walk eight hours a day to get a bucket of water. Mm. You know, you could have been born in a place that's just, you're in the middle of a desert. You could have been born in a place where you got to fight lions every day so that they don't eat you. Like, so it's like all these different scenarios. And then it's like, for now, for me to be sitting in this, in this place that's, you know, got heating and air conditioning and I'm sitting on this plush couch and, and, you know, wearing a shirt that I bought. It's like all of these things, as much as I want to say, I chose that I didn't like, this is just how life panned out for me. And I might've worked a little bit hard to get to the, you know, position that I'm in. But think about just all it takes is a trip. You know, your, your background is Pakistani, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it takes is a trip back to Pakistan, a trip back to Egypt. And you notice the people on the street that are trying to sell napkins for a little bit of change or trying to, you know, those little pocket-sized yeah. peanuts or trying to sell anything. Just to, Those people work harder than you and I ever will. Yeah, And they'll stand out in the sun and they'll just, you know, and this lady is just, you know, can barely walk, but she's still trying to sell something. Like those people work very hard, just like we work very hard. And one can argue they might deserve, you know, the things that we have much more than we do, but we were kind of just, that's how God created. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it the energy or whatever. I call it God, you know, that's, that's what Allah decided, man. Allah put me here. Allah just, you know, put me in a position where I can say these words and talk freely and walk and do all these things. And, and I'm forever grateful for it, man. And there isn't a day that goes by where I'm not, you know, just I'm never taking it for granted. Hell yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I like, uh, and like, 
that gratefulness and like how you want to like have that with you all the time. I know how powerful of a practice that is. So just uh, listening to that, uh, honestly, it's really, really nice to hear. Um, Mo Ismail, thanks buddy. You're freaking uh, so much Thank fun. You, like I just enjoyed this conversation and just listening to your whole story about uh, going to Mecca. It was just amazing. Um, please Thank let you, my uh, audience know like where they can get a hold of you uh, or just promote anything you want. At the, yeah, feel free, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, they can, uh, I'm usually on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. I'm at Momo Ismail. So that's M-O-E-M-O-E-I-S-M-A-I-L, Momo Ismail. Um, I'm just constantly running around. I uh, I got a show coming up in Waterloo on May the 7th. It's, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping to tour this concept, but it's a, the show is called uh, Homeroom Habibi. And it's okay. just like, uh, it's just like, you know, a play on me being a teacher, like a homeroom teacher and also just, you know, Arab homeroom Habibi. And it's just, uh, yeah, we're going to do two shows in, in, in Kitchener Waterloo at the Kitchener Waterloo Little Theater on May 7th. Uh, there's going to be a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock show. Uh, I'm also doing uh, a couple of uh, little Ontario dates with, uh, with my friends, uh, with Hassan Phils and with Big Norm, two hilarious comics. Nice. So we're going to be uh, in Toronto on May 5th, uh, Hamilton May 6th, and then we're going to be going up to Ottawa on May the 8th. Nice. So, oh, so uh, you're going to be busy. Yeah, just trying to keep busy and, uh, yeah, man, just, just doing what I can to, 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 keep, to keep the dream alive. <laughs> Heck yeah, buddy. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, honestly, man, I'll toss your uh, Insta and the uh, – in the podcast description so people can check it out but uh dude thanks so much for doing this thank you for having me man appreciate it all right that was another episode thanks for listening everybody please like and subscribe to the podcast give it a good rating that always helps and share it with like-minded people i really do appreciate that you can check me out at newerkidy on instagram or check out my website, newerkidy.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.